Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Happy Sabbath. <laughs> um, the song I'm going to sing is based off um, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, but the end of all things is at hand. But ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Much faster than the blink of an eye, and he'll split the sky. Nobody knows the day or the time. The trumpet will sound, and we will arrive when heaven calls. This Take away 
Hallelujah, my sister. Thank you for that beautiful rendition and uh, happy Sabbath again. Uh, I hope everybody on the line was truly blessed uh, by that song. Praise the Lord. And uh, we will now uh, move the program over to uh, the visionary leader and founder of Button to Christ Ministries, Brother Patrick Baker. Happy Sabbath, Brother Patrick. Amen. Praise the Lord. Happy Sabbath, Sister Noreen. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Happy Sabbath to everyone listening from around the world. We are so happy and grateful for another Sabbath when we can commune with the Lord, when we can rest in Him and in His grace and in His mercy. Just some real powerful testimonies of how the Lord has been blessing his people by testifying. We listening to all different testimonies from all different parts of the world. We are so grateful and thankful for his blessing. Just a couple of reminder. And tomorrow, as we worship in the sanctuary, um because of the, the present condition with the COVID-19, we having a lot of restriction back in Toronto again. So we're going to ask the Virgin, you know, please, uh, you, you have to make an appointment to come out. You can't just come out again unless you're on the list because we only allow 10 people. And so it's pretty much just the team that is running the, the, the system. The, the those who are taking part in the program, all the uh, the tech team. So please, we have to watch it online. You gotta just log in to your YouTube channel, Button to Christ, and watch it. You know, uh, you know, we're just praying that this will be over soon. You know, the COVID made another turn. And everything is going under restriction. But we know God is still in charge and he's going to bless us and things will turn around. So please, um, you have to contact us, 
if you want to come out and book your space, uh, if you want to come out, you, you're not just allowed to come out again because of the restriction. Okay, praise the Lord. Um, before we go into the word, I just want to, every so often, I open the opportunity for, say, two or three questions. If there's a spiritual question you have, you don't know what it is, and you've been trying to get us at Button to Christ here, it's very difficult. You know, it's very difficult. You know, my phone rings off the hook, but I can only answer so many calls. If you have a question that is pressing you, you know, uh, we're receiving a lot of emails. You can unmute your phone by pressing star star. I will answer like three questions, uh, spiritual warfare question that you're struggling with and you don't understand. Press star star, tell your name, where you're calling from, and you may ask the question. Go ahead. I'll take three questions before we get into the word. Any question? Good evening. Okay, go ahead, my sister. Where are you calling from? What's your name? Hi, Pastor Bacon. This is Sister Nicole. I'm calling from Virginia, Fort Smith, Virginia, okay. the U.S. Okay, Sister Nicole. Um, Praise the Lord. Good to hear you. Good to hear you, too. Last week, Sabbath, Shania, um, we were taking a walk through the park. And Shania was telling me about a dream that she had three years ago about um, me sleeping. And then she saw a man pulling out my hair in her dream. He was plucking out my hair and she was trying to wake me up. And he said to her, she won't hear you anyway. And um, that he was coming for her next, something like that she mentioned. And my hair had um, been falling out before um, she had had the dream. I don't know if if the dream that she had was explaining the reason why my hair fell out because my hair actually, in reality, fell out. Like in the middle of my head, my hair had fell out, and I don't, you know, have the explanation until Sabbath. She told me that she had this dream a few years ago, and she didn't tell me because she was afraid and she didn't understand it. Wow. 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 Yeah, that's that's serious. Um, Dreams are very powerful and Mm -hmm. God gives his people dreams and the enemy also intervenes through dreams. We have many testimonies, many deliverance services. So that's definite to my sister. Seems like it's a spiritual attack and your daughter was getting the dream way ahead. So we need definitely to pray against that. We definitely have to go get the team. We have to connect with you and pray about it and pray against it. You know, so if it's a a warfare that had started because she had the dream and then it's happening to you now in real and she did not tell you. So God is showing her something to say something is not right. So we definitely have to go pray against that, that the Lord will block it and remove the effect of it. I'm going to do a prayer for you right now, Sister Nicole. Could you just rest your hand on your head where your hair is right now? I'm just going to pray a prayer right now, okay? 
Okay. Okay. All right. Let's let's pray. Let's pray. Father in heaven, great God, we just want to thank you. Just want to thank you and exalt you, oh God, for everything. And I present your daughter, sister Nicole, before you. And Father, we come against every generational curses and any type of incantation that will come through her dreams or any type of attack to any spells or or witchcraft that is placed upon your daughter through her genealogy, through any lineage. Lord, we just come against it, Lord, and we're asking it to block and remove every spell, everything that goes against her here. Her hair is falling out. I pray, oh God, that your anointing will touch her now and you will break every yoke. And I'm praying that her hair will be restored and no weapon that is formed against her will prosper. I claim it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we believe she has been restored to the blood. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen, my sister. What to do? You have to just allow Sister Michelle to contact you and we'll try to do a follow-up based on that dream, okay? Hello, Brother Patrick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, my sister. All right, say your name and where you're calling from. This is Sister Kathleen from Toronto. Um... I'm just gonna talk to you about uh um my my symptoms. Um yeah. I when I came when I was back home I didn't have that symptoms at all. So when I came here, um I I was feeling depressed because I was going through so much um with my papers and going through a lot of things and then I go and then I go through a depression and the depression gave me bipolar and bipolar they uh, diagnosed me with um, schizophrenia. Now I'm taking that medication and the medication is making me feel that I, I like not I don't want to work. I don't want to get out of the house. And it's also making me feel like, um, um, like, like dirty, like, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. It makes me feel like, um, like, I don't know how to say it, but it's, it's really not making me feel good. And, I, it's like I don't want to go and tell the doctor change the medication because it's like all of them is the same way. So I, it's like I'm trying to see if it can um, tore out, out of my body or something because I'm drinking a lot of water. I drink like eight glasses of water a day and stuff. So I'm asking you if... Um, the that can have um like spirits in there like different spirits in the medication okay all right let me explain to you i know we have been working with you sister for many years yeah and um i remember i came to your house a year ago 
to visit you and you don't remember. I came with a couple of sisters because of what yes, you were going through. Yes, I remember. Through. I remember very well. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that you remember. So what yes. is happening here? Because they place you on the medication and your your system is now used to the medication, it's hard for you to really stop from taking it because you'll have a lot of withdrawal symptoms and it will affect you. We definitely have to go. You definitely have to speak to your doctor to see if they can lessen the dosage or change. Because when you spoke about depression, depression is the gateway. Because you are under so much stress and depression, it affects you and it becomes, of course, a spiritual matter. And when it becomes yes. a spiritual matter and they put you on the medication, it now mm-hmm. even opens up a bigger way. But when you're mm-hmm. already on it, you can't just get out like this. Because yes. I remember when we came to Because visit the you, last time I was getting off on it, I, you remember when you came, I, wa- I almost get out on it. And then they they put me back on it. But they give me a lesser dose. Well, look at it this way, Sister Kathleen. When you were getting off of it, you did not know yourself. I came there and we had to call the ambulance. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they had to, like, took, they take you by force. And, you know, and, you know, my heart goes out to you, for you. A lot of people are praying for you. You try so hard, you work hard, you push, and the enemy is just after you. So yes. we are going to pray for you. We are, we are A lot of people are listening right now in the background from Button to Christ that has been praying for you because you're, you're always on this prayer line, and you are gone for more than a year, and everybody was trying to find you. That's how important yeah. you are. But it's yeah. because of the pain you've been through. But we have to talk off the air. We, you cannot just say to get the medication because you are already on it. But the thing for those who are listening, when we are held captive by um, depressive medication, it opens a lot of doors. And when you, the doors are already open, we got to seek spiritual and also talk to the doctors of how to lessen the dosage and how we can use herbs to to bring it in yes, and gradually. That's what I was thinking. If we can yes. use natural herb to um to. I'm going to recommend you to somebody who is spiritual. We'll talk off the air that can okay. gradually work your way and help you while we pray, because the depression is really heavy and it's affecting a lot of God's people, and it becomes a spiritual matter. So we're definitely going to talk, and I know people are listening now, and they're praying for you, Sister Catherine, because you've been through a lot, and it's the mercy of God that kept you. And if he worked with you that far, he's going to finish. He's going to continue, Sister. So stay strong, and Mm -hmm. we're going to talk soon. Yeah, because um, sometimes I don't even feel like working, but I push myself out of the house because if I stay Amen. in the house, it's not going to be good. So I push myself Amen. out of the house and I force to make it to do the job. And then when I Amen. finish, I feel better. 
Amen. You are a pusher. Just keep pushing while we pray for your sister. Don't let the okay. depression get you down. And if you're going to feel like you're going to lock away yourself again, just call one of us. We'll be there for you, okay? Okay. Praise the um, Lord. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We're Better definitely going to talk. Okay. Yes. If it's something yes. related to, but we don't want to talk, sister. What we'll take one second. What you're gonna say, sister Jasmine? Oh yeah, I um I have a question here. I'm me and my prayer partner. Um, we were reading the Bible, and um, mm-hmm. there is a question came up that a uh, uh, scripture came up that we got hung up on, and it, I don't know if you can shed some light on it. Um, it's First Peter three verse um three to about six, I think. Okay. Uh, five. It's talked about adorning and plaiting of the ear, and she has a concern with that. So if she's on the line, I don't know if you can shed some light. And, okay, and you and know what? That's a good question. If you could send it in and we deal with it on Tuesday, it, oh. because it's going to be more explanation how adorning yourself, we answer a similar question. But could you just send that question to Sister Michelle? And tell okay, her I'll to get, listen I'll for Tuesday. Her, I can't do the email, but she will, I'll get her to send it. She's on the line. Okay, Yes, you. and Tuesday, Tuesday to be a better. We'll have more time. Okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll take one from somebody else. Last question, and uh, one more, no more than one more, and uh, a spiritual question. Is there anybody else? Okay. Hello, yes. Is, Elder Patrick. Okay. Yes, yes. go ahead. Hello. Um, this yes. is Sister Kate. Um, I, you know, honestly speaking, I would really like um, prayer for my husband. As you already know, I spoke with you last year about it, and you all have been praying a lot for him. And it's like, um, you know, he's been, it's almost like he's losing his mind, to, to be honest. And they said that his father was like that. You know, he comes to to a certain age, he's left again, he's gone again, and his mind is just just like a just like a crazy person. To be honest with you, back and forth, he'll be okay. One side of him is very intelligent and on the flip side, you know, he's saying crazy things to me, he would curse at me, he would just 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 evil. So just evil. What and you I'm have not to quite what you have to do is pray for his mind and pray um, against mm-hmm. generational curses that, you know, sometimes um, we have some things in the family and we say that it runs in the family, but uh, God is more powerful. Mm-hmm. He, some of them is curses mm-hmm. that came to the generation. Even cancer. You said the cancer mm-hmm. runs in my family. Mm-hmm. It's a curse. We need to pray against it. So mm-hmm. sister, pray for his mind. Mm-hmm and pray against generational curse that came down to his lineage of any mind control and 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 mind disease where you know his nervous system is under attack pray that he mind the mm-hmm. lord will give him the mind of christ you know which is a sound mind mm-hmm. so let us pray for that and i know a lot of people on the line are taking notes and we're going to pray for him sister kate so stay strong and we're going to pray for his mind that no generational curse will continue in his lineage, okay? Yes, okay. and drugs and all that. Drugs and 
all of that stuff. Yes, we'll okay. pray against Thank the you. drugs too. Yeah, we'll pray against it too because if his mind is not stable, then he will be led to do different things. You know, so we'll definitely pray for mm-hmm. that. We are out of time. I want to introduce the speaker of the hour is one of our favorite again, Sister uh, Anita from St. Lucia. Have a word for us tonight, and we don't want to take away the time as she's coming from the sunny island of St. Lucia. Sister Anita, welcome. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath, little Trick. Hello. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Happy to hear you. And what's the temperature down there, the physical temperature this time in St. Lucia? Um, in degree, degree C. About, yeah, 26 degrees Celsius. <laughs> How about that? Uh, how much? 26 degrees Celsius. 26. Okay, that's so that's about how much in Fahrenheit? 70 something thereabouts. Probably okay, 80s, okay. early 80s there. <laughs> Trying to get yeah, it. Early 80s. All right, all right. We've got to convert it because a lot yeah, of Americans yeah. are on the line. <laughs> Amen. <You're> correct. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's been warm. Um, but we're kind of approaching the rainy season. Well, we're in the rainy season now. So um, it's, it's, it's a little but bit it's cooler. It's been very warm and, and it's been good. Yeah, but cooler, yes, yes. Praise okay, God. in Toronto here, it's, it's warm still, so we have to say relatively warm. So we know that something is happening around the globe. The temperature has been shifted right around the globe. So that's sign of the time. Okay, my sister, may God bless exactly. you as you present the word in Jesus' name. Go ahead. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Patrick. Uh, good evening. Happy Sabbath, everyone, BTC family. Blessings to everybody. God has just been amazing. He has been faithful um, to myself, my husband, and I know to many of you. Um, if not everyone on the line has really experienced the goodness of God. This evening, the Lord has just impressed me to share a message to encourage us in the faith, to awaken us as well, and to just lift us up from our spiritual um amnesia and um to just allow us to see that the times that we are living in these are serious times these are these are potentious times and we need to really be connected to the lord we need to be connected to him more than ever before just bow your heads with me wherever you are so that we can um, be covered at this time that the word would be heard that jesus would be seen and that he would be exalted, and that we would be transformed by his word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you because you are great. You are mighty. You are faithful. We thank you, dear God, for your goodness towards us, the children of men. And dear Father, as your word comes forth tonight, Let that word be transformative. Let that word be effective. Let that word, O Father, be a sword that divides us asunder, that we would see ourselves as you see us. And we pray, dear God, that Jesus would be seen, be heard, and Jesus would be 
exemplified in this message tonight, that we, O oh God, would lay hold of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and by laying hold of him, by beholding the beautiful, the blessed Son of God, we would be changed and transformed. We thank you, O oh God, for what you are doing in our lives, and we anticipate more of your glory, more of your grace, more of your mercies. Father, hide me behind your cross. Forgive all my sins. Cleanse, wash me, and speak through me tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This evening's message is going to be based on Daniel chapter 3, a very well-known passage of scripture. And I do hope that we learn something tonight. I always love reading the word and, and, and learning something new about, you know, what God is trying to teach us and what God is trying to say. The people of God, we, the people of God, we suffer from many illnesses today that we should not suffer from. And we can go down a list of diseases, of medical um, illnesses, of conditions that many of God's children are suffering from. One of which is spiritual amnesia. We seem to forget what God has done for us too quickly. As soon as we are blessed, we turn looking for the next blessing, forgetting to thank God for the blessings we already have. And oftentimes, when we are blessed, we soon forget where our blessings came from, particularly those with premature faith. And who are those with premature faith? These are those who praise God before they understand what God has done. Nebuchadnezzar was such a person. For in Daniel chapter 2, and follow with me, Dan, in Daniel chapter 2, he has received a blessing from God through Daniel. And you know the story very well. He has a dream. He could not understand the dream. He could not even remember the dream, nor could he, 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 he understand the dream. Neither could all his wise men um, unfold to him the meaning of that dream, far less what the dream itself was. And Daniel steps on the scene and has accurately interpreted the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. He tells him the dream. He interprets the dream. And Nebuchadnezzar, in his gratitude for what God has done through Daniel, gives premature praise. Listen to what he says in Daniel chapter 2. We're backtracking. Verses 47 and 48. And it says, The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of God and the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. Seeing thou couldst reveal this secret, then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, and chief of the governors 
over all the wise men of Babylon. Here he calls Daniel's God the true God. How powerful it is. How powerful a declaration that that pagan king makes to call Daniel's God the true God. But in Daniel chapter 3, we're talking about spiritual amnesia, how we quickly forget. That we see Nebuchadnezzar forgetting at this point the God of gods he had just declared as the one and only true God. By Daniel chapter 3, he erects a golden image in his own likeness. The interpretation of the dream had nothing to do with Nebuchadnezzar erecting an image for his own self-worship. He received a blessing he did not understand. He gave premature praise and forgot where his blessings came from. He knows that Daniel did not get that revelation of his own, own self or within him on his own self. He knows that Daniel received that revelation from the God of heaven. Beloved, we need to be careful that we do not forget who blessed us. So Nebuchadnezzar erects this image, and the Bible sets the stage. He invites all the powerful people, the potentates, people of position, people of wealth, and he tells them, come, for I have erected an image in my likeness, and when the music is played, I need you to bow down. He gives them an ultimatum as a motivation for worship. This is very important. He says, when the music plays, I want you to bow down to this image. Don't miss this point. If you don't bow down, you will burn. So the ultimatum was bow or burn. The motivation for worship here was fear. There are a lot of people, a lot of people who are still worshiping God out of fear, beloved. There are some of us who may be worshiping God because we are afraid of going to hell. And so we've heard stories or we've read about, you know, what hell is like. And, 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 and we think about that lake of fire. We think about the consummation of things at the end of time. And so out of this fear, we give God our lives or we turn over to the Lord. Um, but beloved, we, fear can never should, I should say, should never be our motivation for worship. And there are many people who do right because they are just afraid of the consequences of doing wrong. That should never be doing right, living right, should not be motivated because we are afraid of the consequences of doing wrong. Our motivation for doing right, our motivation for worshiping God should be because of our love for our Savior, our love for God. So here it is important to note that fear is never a reasonable motivation for worship. Neither is fear a sustainable motivation for worship because fear will wear off. 
So now we see on the plain of Dura, in the city of Babylon, the music plays. Most of the people bow down because they understood that if they didn't, they would lose their lives. Their motivation was self-preservation. They are trying to preserve their lives. And so they did not want to lose what they thought they had or they gained by their own power. Whenever you are motivated by self-preservation, you must understand or we must understand that we will give in to compromise. Beloved, when we give in to compromise, we can never, never make God known to others. For oftentimes when we think about making God known, we think about witnessing, going out there, giving Bible studies. The Seventh-day Adventist Church, when we think about making God's name known, or, you know, letting people know about our God, the God that we serve. We often think it's about evangelism by going out there and telling somebody. These are all good things. Yes, they have their place. But the most effective way, beloved, and I want to say this here because I have oftentimes, even in our country, on our small island, we have huge evangelistic meetings. We have meetings where, um, you know, we would set up those tents and we will, before COVID occurred, we would have hundreds of people flocking. Yes, we would invite them. We would go on this campaign and go house to house and win everybody and welcome them in and, and invite them to those crusades. And the preaching would go on for a couple weeks and then they would people would be baptized and then it ends there. And beloved, many times, the people who would come in and listen to the word, yes, the word would be powerful, but when they come into the church, they expected a powerful, you know, manifestations of God's power. They expected to see people on fire for the Lord. They expected to see people who are under the banner of heaven, who have love in their hearts, who have the character of God dem being demonstrated daily. And when they come in, they find the world that they left. And beloved, yes, we, when we think about evangelism, we think only about going out there and witnessing, giving Bible studies. But may I suggest to you tonight that there is a different way of witnessing. You can witness by simply not compromising when everybody else is compromising. Let me come a little closer home. May I suggest, BTC family, that we can make God's name known if we were to dress differently than the world. May I suggest to us that we can make God's name known if we as Seventh-day Adventists treated each other with love and respect. May I suggest this, this evening to us that we can make God's name known, all those of us, young people on the line, if you would keep yourself or if we would keep ourselves sexually and morally pure. May I suggest that we can make God's name known if we would simply reject wrongdoing, reject compromising and, and going the way of the world and reflect the character of Christ. We always believe. 
that being peculiar as Seventh-day Adventist is having a different kind of doctrine. But may I say that being peculiar is actually leaving what the Word of God says. People would know who we were if we simply did the will of God. And so here in Daniel 3, everyone is bowing the knee. The music, almost everyone I should say, the music of compromise played and knees were bowed. Understand that everyone who was on the plane of Jura in front of that image was appointed by the king. So the reason why they bowed down was because they got their job or they believed their job came from the king and they did not want to lose it. But here's the interesting and marvelous, uh, 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 you know, the, the, the most incredible change we see here in the scripture. The reason why the three Hebrew boys did not bow was because they understood that they were not there because of King Nebuchadnezzar. They were there because of one of, of, of the one who, the one and only true God, the Alpha and Omega, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They understood, beloved, that wherever they were appointed to be at that time, in that place, it was not because of Neb King Nebuchadnezzar. They believed that God was leading their life at every phase, at every stage, at every point. The children of God believe that God is orchestrating by his divine timetable the affairs of their lives. Beloved, the way you get something is the way you must keep something. So be careful how you get something in life. You see, if you get a job through lying, then you must continue lying to keep that job. If you get your spouse by cheating and stealing from somebody else, it's the same thing you must keep on doing in order to keep them. But how many of you tonight believe that when God gives you something, no devil in hell can take it from you. And I say, hallelujah. I say, praise the Lord. Beloved, if the Lord gives you, if the Lord gives you a job, you can rest assured that he will sustain that job. He will keep you in that job for the appointed time. He will prosper your way. If the Lord has blessed you in some way, God is the God who does not, take back what he gives to his children. And so, and, 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 and the beautiful thing about the Lord is that he, you don't have to do things in any wrong manner for you to keep what the Lord gives you. All the Lord is asking us to do is to walk with him, to surrender to him. He will open up doors. And that's what we're reminded of in Revelation chapter 3. What does the word of God says? If God opens a door, no man can shut it. And when the Lord closes a door, no man can open that door. So if God gives you something, believe it, beloved, no matter who comes against you. And I have seen that in my life. We see it in our practice. We see where the enemy of Satan, the enemies of Satan come up to try to destroy what God has given us and the appointment that God has, 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 has given us. And when they try to come in, no matter what method they use, it cannot prosper. 
and God keeps sustaining his children because we did not get what we have from the enemy. We did not get it by serving Satan because of our love and our devotion to our our true God, the one and only true God, God sees his children through. And so these three Hebrews, these three worthies, they stand up on faith. They will not capitulate. They will not bend. They will not bow. They will not be moved. They will not give in. Everybody's knees bent, but these Hebrew worthies stand erect. They stand on the word of God. By doing this, they call the attention of the people around them and even the attention of King Nebuchadnezzar. And this is the point I'm making. If we are compromising, we can never make God's name known. When we stand up for what we believe, even if everyone else is bowing the knee, we're calling people's attention to how we're living. And that is just the greatest testimony we can ever have, the greatest sermon that we can ever preach. And beloved, everybody's attention is drawn to three young men who are standing erect, standing unmoved. And well, here's the thing. According to Nebuchadnezzar's word, if they don't bow down, they will be immediately, immediately burnt. But watch this. Instead of facing the consequences right away, the enemy gives them another opportunity to compromise, another opportunity to bow down. So understand this, friends. We're always given another opportunity by the enemy to compromise if he has not won over us by the first offer to compromise. Let me paraphrase here what Nebuchadnezzar says next. He, he looks at the, they call the, they call to his attention the, the three worthies. And so Nebuchadnezzar calls them to himself and he says, maybe your ears are blocked. Maybe the music was not loud enough. Maybe you did not understand the instructions. Let me give you another opportunity to do it right. You see, the devil will remind you that your bills are high, that they are due. You don't have much money. And so as the offering plate is passing before you, for as you know you have to, to return your tithe, the temptation comes, oh, you need the money. Keep it in your pocket. Keep it in your purse. You have your bills to pay. How many of you know, beloved, that God is able to supply your needs? God is responsible for that. God says, do not worry. Do not take heed of what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. The Lord says, I know you have need of these things. The Lord has oftentimes reminded us that he will sustain us. He will meet our needs. He is able to supply our needs. And so if we are going to compromise with our tithe, with what we have promised to the Lord, if we are going to compromise it, thinking that is our way of preserving ourselves, then we, will, we are missing the mark, beloved. So listen to what Dan, in Daniel 3, verses 16 to 18, listen to what Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, 
sorry, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what they say to King Nebuchadnezzar. He says to them, listen, I'm going to give you another opportunity. I'm giving you another opportunity to bow down and worship me. And they say this, and I love this scripture. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, hallelujah, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Allow me to paraphrase here. So the three Hebrew boys are saying this to the king. King Nebuchadnezzar, don't waste your time. Do not waste your time on us. We will not be careful. We will not hold our breath. Save your music. Save your song. We will tell you what we're going to do. We will not bow down. And that is definite. We know you sit on a throne. But there is a king who sits higher than you. And there is a king who is mightier than you. And we answer to a higher authority. We do not answer to you. We answer to the king of kings and to the Lord of lords. Beloved, I have said this before and it is so true. Whenever you serve God, you will sometimes sign up for trouble. David can testify of this. He wrote some of the most powerful prayers of deliverance from his enemies. Peter can testify to this. He was imprisoned. He was beaten, even crucified upside down for his devotion to Christ. Paul can testify. He was ridiculed, abused, battered, tortured for his unwavering faith and devotion to Christ. Job also can testify. He was called out and Satan did not hesitate to bring him distress, torment, sorrow, sickness, and pain upon his life. So the king says, so sorry, they say to the king, king, we know that what the fire can do. But there's something better that you don't know. We know what our God can do. And I love this. This is powerful, moving, active faith. These young men are saying, we know God is able. We know our God is able to put food on the table. But if not, we will not serve you. We know God is able to pay the bills. But if not, we will not bow to your idols. We know that God is able to bring our, our wayward children back to the fold. But if not, we will still keep trusting the God of heaven. We know that God is able to make our enemies our footstool. But no matter what the trial is, we will not bow down to the gods of this world. We will not bow down to Satan. King, we will not bow down because our praise is not dependent on what God does. Our praise is dependent on, on who God is. And since he never changes, our praise will never change. This makes the enemy mad, beloved. When you declare 
your faithfulness to God, your trust in the ever-living God, this maddens the enemy, and he comes in like a raging flood. So Nebuchadnezzar cannot believe that these worthies, these three Hebrew boys, would make such a declaration of faith like this in the face of persecution, in the face of their very lives being on the verge of, of death. Understand, beloved, every declaration of faith will demand a declaration of war from the enemy. He will not allow you to talk about how much you love God and not come against you with fierce anger. So he turns up the fire seven times. The Bible says they are thrown into the fiery furnace. But this is the punchline tonight. Nebuchadnezzar says something about making God known. He says, listen, I threw in three men in there. I threw in three men into the fire. But hold on, I see four. And the fourth one looks like the Son of God. Now I ask the question tonight, how is it that Nebuchadnezzar, a pagan king, how does he know what God looks like? To make that declaration that I see the three I threw in there, but there's a fourth one, and he looks like the Son of Man. Oh, beloved, listen to this here. When the saints of God, when the people of God, when we, the children of the living God, are in our fiery furnaces, people will see God in us so that we don't have to invite them to an evangelistic meeting. We don't have to preach them into serving God. We don't have to force them to come to church with us. When we are in the fire and we refuse to give up our faith and we refuse to give up hope in Christ, we are making God known to the world around us. This amazes the world and makes our relationship with God desirable to them. Beloved, why do you think God has asked us to rejoice when we are persecuted? Why do you think that God has asked us to smile at our songs? Why do you think God has asked us to rejoice, to give thanks, even in our darkest moments, to praise him in the hard times, to magnify his name in, in, in our most, you know, depressive times? Because God knows that when we praise and people know what we are going through, they have to ask, how is it possible to praise? And oftentimes I tell people, we read about the peace that passes all understanding. We go through trials. And many of my messages are on, on the practicalities of, of Christianity, of trusting God, of seeing what God is telling us and taking him at his word. Beloved, many times we, 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 we record the scripture that the God of peace will, who passeth all understanding will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Oftentimes we think of that scripture. Oftentimes we say, Lord, give me the peace that passeth all understanding. Do we truly understand what we are asking God for? What is the peace that passeth all understanding that God is promising? It is the peace that you have and you don't understand how you have it. 
It is the peace you have, not because your situation has changed, beloved, but is the peace that you have even in your situation. It doesn't change, but God keeps your mind and your heart through Christ Jesus. So, beloved, some of us may get our deliverance immediately. Some of us may, may see that transformation taking place in our families, in our, our spouses' lives, in our homes right away. But some of us, we are in the miry place. Some of us, we are praying for years, for months, and we cannot see victory on the horizon. But, beloved, I, I commit to you this evening that we need to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, if my situation is not changing, give me that peace that I just don't understand how I have it. And I know you have promised it, and I lay hold of it by faith. I claim it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, hallelujah, friends. Hallelujah. Beloved, when we go through our fiery furnaces, and we keep grounded and we rejoice and we hold on to the unfailing hands of our ever-powerful and mighty God, people can see Jesus in us. The fundamental truth, brethren, is that our fiery trials attract God to us. The intensity of the fire was so great that those who threw the Hebrew boys in were killed immediately. Now, why is it that... They bound these men. The only thing, beloved, the only thing that was burned was their tombs, was what bounded them. And Nebuchadnezzar says, I see the fourth one like the Son of God. When we allow God to walk with us in our dark moments, to even carry us when we can't go on. And we trust him and we proclaim his goodness and we keep on testifying, the scripture says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That's Satan. We overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And as I close down, they bounded these men, but the only thing that was burnt were their chains, was what they tied them up with. We should never look like what we've been through. The children of God can be through the miry clay, can be going through their fiery furnaces, but we should never look like what we're going through. When Nebuchadnezzar called those men out, he smells them. He looks at them and he says, I, I, I don't even, you don't smell like fire. You don't look like you were thrown in, in fire. Beloved, when God is with you in your situation, you don't even look like what you're going through. Praise his name. There is something about wildfires as I close. When the children of Israel, the three Hebrew boys said, the God that we serve is able to deliver us. But if not, they started what you call a control burn. If you ask any fireman who need to put out a fire, they will tell you, especially concerning wildfires, wherever the fire is, they study fires and they examine where the fire is going to next. 
and they drive further down that, 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 that path of where the fire is heading to, where there's no fire, and they start what we call a control burn. They start another fire. And beloved, by the time that fire, that wildfire gets to where the control burn that the firemen have started, they are able to contain the fires. This is what we call a control burn. So beloved, practically, as Christians, when we're going through our fiery furnaces, our fiery trials, we should be on fire even more and start that controlled burn and say, yes, Satan, you can come with me with whatever your devices are, but you will not get me bowing down and worshiping you. You will not get me to side with you. You will, I will die, but I will trust the living God of heaven. Beloved, we need to start our controlled burns. We need to start that fire to control the fires that are around us. Beloved, this is so powerful. Nebuchadnezzar recognized that there was a God bigger than him. Because these Hebrew men stood up strong and they did not compromise, they did not allow fear to cause them to worship a pagan God, they kept faithful. They were able to make God's name known to everybody in that kingdom, including the earthly king. And as I close, do you know the story of Nelson Mandela? Well, his country was in disarray. And in South Africa, in the year 1962, he was arrested. He was arrested because he was advocating for peace. He was advocating for unity. And while they decided to throw him into prison, there was a prosecuting attorney who says, this man is not... He does not even deserve imprisonment. Kill him. He should be dead. And as they fought that battle, finally they threw him into prison. He spent 27 years in prison. After 27 years, he was released. And thereafter, he was elected as the president of South America. When it was time to have him sworn in, to his presidency, he asked who, they asked him, who would you like to give the privilege of swearing you in? And he said, he said, South Africa, I hope I didn't say South America, it's South Africa. And they asked him, who would you like to give the privilege of swearing you in? And he said, 27 years ago when I was on trial, there was a white prosecuting attorney who said I should be killed. Is he still alive? And they replied to him, yes, he indeed is. He is not anymore an attorney. He has now been promoted to a court judge. And Nelson Mandela, you could read up the history. Nelson Mandela says, I want this man to swear me in. I want this very same man to hold out the Bible that I can give my oath and be brought into presidency for South America. This story brings to my mind a powerful, powerful message here. When I look at the three Hebrew boys, it doesn't matter what your enemies, how they come up against you. It doesn't matter what they do, beloved. When you stand true to the Lord, for the Lord, 
making him known through your trials. He will make your enemies your footstool. The kingdom of darkness will stand in awe when they see what the power and might of God can do for those who serve him faithfully. And I say to us tonight, beloved, do not give up hope. Hold on to the ever the unchanging arm of God, the everlasting arms of Jesus. Hold on and never give up. Do not give in to compromise. You might be tempted to give up tonight. You might be tempted to give in tonight. You might be tempted to throw in the towel and say, I've been praying, I've been praying. And the PTC family has been praying with me, but there's no breakthrough. Beloved, hold on. Hold on a little while longer. Hold on because Jesus will see you through. And he is faithful to finish the work that he has started in you. Beloved, let's hold on in the midst of our fires. Let's stop that control burn and say, even if I do not see my deliverance yet, if not, even if the Lord does not come through for me yet, I will hold on. I will not bow my knee to anyone else, to the things of this world to the gods that seem to be, a, to, to be luring me to them, the false gods, whatever the temptations are, I will stand strong like these three Hebrew worthies. And even though I may see death, I will serve God to my last breath. And at the end of it all, beloved, victory will be ours and we will receive it through Jesus Christ, our Savior. May God bless you tonight. May he uphold you tonight with his strong arm. And may you keep holding on because help is always present with the Lord. May you be blessed. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.